there. Welcome to the Special Story Podcast. I'm Sharon. And I'm Stephen. And we are just here talking about our lives raising kids with special needs. I have to apologize. My voice might be a little bit scratchy tonight because we went to a party last night and there was a band there and it was really fun, but it was also really loud. Deafening. Yeah. And I kind of lost my voice. Yeah, it was tough. I feel like for for a podcaster, I actually don't have great vocal cords. I feel like I lose my voice immediately in loud situations. Mm -hmm. Like if you talk to me at a bar for more than five minutes, I will immediately go hoarse. Yeah. So so just bear with me. My voice might sound a little scratchy tonight. How are you feeling after last night? I feel good. It was a really, really fun time. It was amazing. Yeah. It was uh, nice to see old friends and it was a great occasion and... I'm glad we went. It was kind of fun to get out of the house like right before Christmas too. Last year we did a big Christmas party here and we didn't do that this year just Mm -hmm. because we've just had a lot going on. So it was kind of fun to get dressed up and go out and have a live band playing and do all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Because I feel like now Christmas is literally right around the corner. So we are really closing in. I feel like we have presents for the kids. No presents for the parents. They're always the hardest. For our parents. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Yes. It's just, yeah. It's hard. It, 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 it is because you kind of feel like they have everything by that point. Yeah. You know, like what am I going to get for them that they don't already have that you know they what? want at 60 years I'm old? I'm just going to throw this out to our audience, our massive audience. <laughs> if you would, please post on our website, specialstory.com or Facebook or Instagram. Yeah. What you think has been your greatest gift. Oh, that's such a good idea, actually. For Christmas. Yes. Give us ideas. Just, you know, share your awesome ideas and Mm -hmm. whatever that may be that'd be fun yeah because this might be the most difficult thing to do it is it's so hard own parents i think yeah speaking of christmas i think we do need to update people about how our parade experience was last week yes which was (laughs) a no-go we knew it was a it was a you know game time decision Mm -hmm. and the weather was so cold and wet and miserable yeah and the kids Guess what? After coaching everybody up on tips and tricks for the cold, cold and flu, and flu season, season, both yeah. our kids are down. They're both sick now. So they were actually out of school for most of this week, both of them. For all, the whole week. Oh, were they? Were they out of school yep. for the whole week? Oh my gosh. I can't even get track. Yeah. It's just, it's one of those things where I feel like we actually have a fairly low bar for what we'll take them out of school for. So like, I, I do feel like certain situations, like other people might be like, oh, they're probably fine. But I honestly feel like if my kids are coughing at all, I do not send them to school. Because yeah. again, I'm so, so paranoid about it. And I'm such, you know, like I'm so anal about it yeah. that I feel like I can't just send my kids out coughing when I freak out if other people's kids are coughing. Yeah. So they, And they were legitimately, I mean, they're legitimately sick. It's not yeah. just like they have a little cough, you know. I know. So, well, yeah, Lulu, there's... now she's starting to get into this like kind of barking cough, which... When she had her heart surgery, they kind of told us like, oh, she should be able to get, you know, to get over colds more easily because now her heart, she doesn't have the hole in her heart anymore. Her heart should be stronger. But I kind of feel like it's one of those things where I'm I'm not really seeing that yet. Like it seems like historically she would get these colds and they would last for like a month. It would take her a month, four solid weeks to get over a cold. Mm -hmm. And so I was kind of hoping this would be better, but it seems like it's taking the exact same path. So we'll just have to wait and see. We'll see. You know, we just started tonight was elevating her mattress yeah a little bit at that angle yeah. to help with that because anyway that's when she's coughing yeah and again what we do when we do that is i always want to like clarify that like we're not sticking anything into her crib because that's not advised by you know the medical professionals but we actually just we lift up her mattress and we shove blankets underneath the mattress and that lifts the mattress up a couple in- inches. Just a little bit, so she's yeah, so she's, she's not a flat bit on of her an back. Angle. Yeah. Anyway, and then like my mom's birthday was on Friday. Happy mm-hmm. birthday, mom! Happy birthday! And so I actually went out to the party 
we did a little party for her tonight and I went out by myself and Steve stayed home with the kids. So, you know, stuff like that is kind of, that's a very typical winter routine for us where the kids are at home and unfortunately one parent is at home and then the other parent goes solo. So like, I feel like Steve's family is doing the little story Christmas this year and I'm already like, yeah, we'll see if we go because if Lulu's a week into a cold now, chances yeah. are she's not going to be over it by Christmas. So, yeah. Yeah. but luckily this year we are doing Christmas dinner at our house for the first time ever. For your family. For, for my your family. Side. Yeah, which, which will be awesome. Oh, it'll be great. And it'll be especially great because like we can put our kids to bed. This is just <laughs> my, my idea of a good time in general is that we can put our kids to bed. Yeah. And then hang out with all the rest of the adults. Yeah. So yeah, so it'll be great having, having it here. Yeah. We'll put our kids to bed and then it'll just be basically grownups and right. we'll be playing, yes. playing games and, yeah. and it'll be fun. My family's really into games. So my two youngest brothers who are twins, they are 18, they're freshmen in college, and they are so into like party games. Like they play this game called Werewolf, which is similar to like Mafia, which I feel like is maybe a little bit more well known. But they're basically those party games where it's like you're all in a social setting. It's not even necessarily a board game because there's often not a board, mm-hmm. but it's kind of like this party game where you all like talk and you accuse each other and it's very interactive. And my brothers, they're really into it and they've gotten us all really into it's, it. It's, yeah, it's very entertaining. So it's you're really to, fun. Trying to not be a liar, <laughs> but trying to, all, yeah. the same, maybe you are, but you're trying to be, you know, trying to, you know, keep people guessing yeah. as to who you are, a good guy or bad guy, basically. Yeah, yeah, good guy or bad guy. Last time I'm like, this is like famous in our family. Now the last time I drew like the bad guy card and I was trying to convince them that I was innocent, which obviously I I really wasn't. But in the middle, apparently, I mean, listen, people, I just it's like, you know how when you're just really in the moment, the competitive spirit, things just come out. Oh, yeah. Well, apparently in the middle of this, I said to the rest of my family, no, you guys, I swear on my children who are in bed right now. Oh, yeah. You said that. That I'm innocent. Yes. And it was a total lie. And then after the game was over, my entire family was like, I cannot believe that you swore on your children, Sharon. And I was like, yeah, I don't, I don't know what happened. It was like, it was like (laughs) some evil spirit possessed me. Like, I don't, it wasn't, it wasn't me. It just, it just happened. So anyway, we'll see what kind of shenanigans come up this Christmas, but we're definitely looking forward to it. Yes. So yeah, so last time, one of the things or one of the things we recently covered in uh, a podcast was how important community has been for us. Yeah. And, and that's like a broad, very broad term. So yeah. tonight we thought it'd be very interesting and fun to kind of just highlight some aspects of what community, different aspects of what community has meant for us. Yes. And, and dig into that. And just, I think the reason isn't just to share with you just from our perspective, but also to encourage, again, kind of putting ourselves in the shoes of maybe uh, a young, a family that's having a child with special needs for the first time. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of overwhelming going on. There's a lot of information. Um, and you may not feel like community is something that you can really fit in. And that's exactly how we felt. But slowly and surely, we began to build that community and it's been really awesome. So I um, just wanted to share some of those insights and also encourage others to pursue community. Yeah, so you, you may actually recall from a previous podcast, I, I think I actually talked about reading an article on noahsdad.com, which is the blog about, you know, a dad very similar to us got an at-birth diagnosis of Down syndrome for his son. And he talks about how, you know, you may think as the parent, when you first get your diagnosis, like, eh, I don't really need community. Like, I have friends, I have family, I'm good. And I was totally in that camp. I was like, even after reading the article, I was like, I know he says that, but eh. I have friends, I have family, I'm good. But we definitely have found community to be so helpful 
I think one of the very first things that happened after we got our diagnosis was our pediatrician put us in touch with the local Down Syndrome Association of Northern Virginia. So that's just kind of like our local chapter, if you will. Mm -hmm. And the head of the Down Syndrome Association of Northern Virginia called me once I put in a little, you know, filled out their contact me form. She actually called me and had like a 30-minute conversation with me. It was great. Yeah. And just kind of talked to me about you know, just where I was and how I was feeling and stuff like that. And then they also send you this really nice little care package in the mail that mm-hmm. has a book about what to expect with a child with Down syndrome. It had a little calendar with like the Down Syndrome Association of Northern Virginia and just a few other things like that. And it was really cute. Is that the one where each month has a different child? Yeah. And yeah. actually Lulu. So this year, if you get the 2019 version of the Down Syndrome Association of Northern Virginia calendar and you flip to the month of April, you will find Lulu's story <laughs> is gracing yeah. the cover of that month. So yeah. No, but it was it was really nice. And then so we kind of got involved in that and they do little events throughout the year and stuff mm. like that. So they have some bigger events, but we were really drawn to the new parent breakfasts that they have. Mm-hmm. And those are basically for parents who either have children the age of you know three years and under or have just been parenting a child with Down syndrome for less than three years. So this could also apply to a parent who's maybe adopted an older child, but is still very new to the world mm-hmm. of parenting a child with Down syndrome. So we loved those. Like we went to a couple of those and I felt like those were right in our wheelhouse because we were talking to other parents who had kids mostly the exact same age as Lulu. Mm -hmm. And so you're talking a lot about your diagnosis and any initial health issues, feeding issues, stuff like that. And so it was really, really great to kind of get that feedback and just meet and connect with other parents. And then as we were kind of going through that whole process, I definitely did connect with some other moms who all happened to live in like kind of in the same town as us, Mm -hmm. which was amazing because I feel like the entire special needs community is just, it's a small community and you kind of all know each other. So now that I've kind of gotten to know some of the other moms who have kids with Down syndrome, we share resources all the time. Mm -hmm. So like, you know, we had a physical therapist who went on maternity leave. And I immediately texted one of my friends and was like, listen, who do you use for PT? You know, do you have someone that you would recommend? And she texted me back. She was like, yes, this is the the one I use. I love her. She's great. She definitely knows her stuff. See if you can get her. So I did. And then lo and behold, about three months later, another friend of ours texted both of us and was like, hey, we're actually switching from OT to PT. So we're switching from occupational therapy to physical therapy do you know any physical therapists that are good? And we, so we both wrote her back and we were like, yes, we know the exact person you need. So then it's like all three of us are all using the same physical therapist. And so anyway, it's just, I feel like funny things like that happen all the time where it's like, now you're all using the same physical therapist. Like you're passing information through the physical therapist to the other moms and stuff like that. Another funny story is that I had applied when Lulu was about six months old, I had applied for a government waiver that's available for, you know, for those of us who live in Virginia, there's a waiver that's available to kind of help. It helps with like insurance and stuff like that. And at the time, again, she'd been in and out of the hospital and we were paying a lot of medical bills. So I applied for it, but I initially got denied. And me kind of being like, I feel like this is a very American thing to do. Like Americans are rule followers, I feel like for the most part. And so if you go through the process of applying for something and then you get denied, you're like, well, I got like I got denied. What, what, what do you want me to do? Right. So I ran into this other mom at, a, at, at the pool, at literally like the local community pool. I knew she had a child with Down syndrome. I'd seen her at church a few times before, but we had never been formally introduced. But I just, I knew she went to our church, saw her at the pool. I just introduced myself. Her son was a little bit older than Lulu. 
And we just started talking. And one of the things she asked me is, well, have you applied for this waiver? We found it so helpful for my son. And I was like, yeah, actually, you know, we actually just got a rejection letter. So, you know, what can you do? And she was like, oh, well, actually, there are some things you could do. Let me tell you a few of the things that I would recommend. And I was like, okay, like, oh, yeah, I'm all ears. So the two of us are kind of like at the pool with our feet in the baby pool, like the water sprinkling everywhere, kids running all around. And for like an hour, she sat and talked to me about how to get onto this waiver. That's so great. It was great. So I went home and like, and then when we were done, she took my email address and she sent me an email with like links to just information that you need to know. Because a lot of these government programs, I mean, everyone knows like they're confusing. They're very, they're difficult to navigate. Yeah. But using the information that she had given me, I reapplied and we got on. And then fast forward a couple of years, it was immensely helpful Mm -hmm. when Lulu went through her surgery. Like it was a huge help to us. But that never would have happened if if I hadn't just happened to meet her at the pool. So anyway, it's just been so helpful to us. Like we feel like some of the people we've met have actually come through like the Down Syndrome Association of Northern Virginia and stuff like that. But we've also just made great connections just through our church, through just friends of friends, Mm -hmm. or even just people you might introduce yourself to. Like I love that about the special needs community that people are so helpful yeah like people will meet you for the first time and sit and talk to you for an hour about something that is like so helpful to you you know what i mean and so i feel like once you dip your toes in the water of this community your community will immediately start to grow because again people are like oh well let me put you in touch with so-and-so because they've gone through this before Mm -hmm. like i actually recently had The same friend who recommended my physical therapist to me actually reached out to me last month and said, hey, I know that Lulu had open heart surgery over the summer. I just met another mom whose son is about to go through open heart surgery. I was hoping I could connect the two of you so that you could kind of talk to her about what your experience was with open heart surgery. And Mm -hmm. I was like, that sounds great. So it does. It definitely goes both ways. It keeps growing. And again, I met this mom for the first time and I think literally we talked for three hours. But it's like it's it is. It's great. And so I feel like we've definitely been able to network and find people in our area. And and so those kind of connections are, they're so important and they're so helpful because it has a lot to do with like your specific area. Again, like, yeah, like we share therapists. We talk about, you know, special ed, which is a big issue going on right now. Yeah. I won't get into my whole rant, but at some point I will share with everybody Lulu's IEP process, which we just went through, which was very, very painful. But again, it's like what our IEP process here is different even than in other counties. So it's really nice to have community and support and resources in the area where you live. And again, even on that topic, you will rely heavily on community to learn and share best practices. And yeah, um, the first thing actually that I did when I found out Lulu was going to need heart surgery was I immediately went on to the forums of the Down Syndrome Association of Northern Virginia. And I was like, we just found out our daughter's having heart surgery in two weeks. They told us we could pick a surgeon, but they recommended this one. Has anyone used him? And what do you think? Mm -hmm. And one by one, I just kept checking throughout the day. And I was just getting responses every hour of different moms and dads saying, we used the surgeon. We loved him. We used him. We loved him. We used him. He was amazing. He took such great care of us. He took such great care of our baby. He was an answer to our prayers. Oh my gosh. You know, you You need that. You really need that. And so it allowed me to move forward in confidence because I was like, okay, well now he doesn't 
doesn't feel like some random stranger that I'm entrusting my baby's life to. He feels like a tried and true person that 15 other people have said he took the best care of my baby, you know, and that makes all the difference. Yeah, it's it's eye-opening. You know, you you have your child and and you're like, I'm sure there's lots of people out there. I know there's lots of people with Down syndrome. I'm sure of it, but Mm -hmm. you don't, you don't have any faces or names or families. And then again, going back to this breakfast for, for new parents and there's dozens and dozens of faces there just within this local area and mm-hmm. now it all becomes very small and intimate and there's friendships and and lots of help so it's it's pretty powerful to uh to see how how many people are right around the corner from you going through a lot of similar experiences yeah that you can work with so. yeah and even more you know i think for us so far we've done a lot of local things a part of that has been because we felt like lulu's been really little she has had health issues i've never wanted to leave her or take her somewhere and travel somewhere But now that she's getting bigger, there's some really cool annual conferences. Like I think it's the Down Syndrome National Conference puts Mm -hmm. on like a big convention every year. And I think this upcoming year it's actually in Pittsburgh, which would be great for us because we could drive there. Mm -hmm. But I feel like now that she's a little older and a little stronger, the idea of doing some of these bigger conferences and stuff to me is really appealing. Because again, I'm like, you just, it really expands your horizons and it gives you, you know, I've heard their sessions and their topics are amazing. And it's like, you can just learn so much more about, again, what to expect from your child, what resources are available to you and available to your child and stuff like that. Yeah. I think for me, it's like just opening up your mind to what's possible. Yes. And, and and helping to keep broadening maybe expectations. Maybe mm-hmm. maybe you you don't know what to expect. Maybe you have limited expectations for your child, or, or or you don't. You just. But then this again, this familiarity, this difference between I'm unfamiliar, mm-hmm. or I have no information, yeah. to continually gaining more insights yep. and experiences from other people is exciting because you start to learn what is possible out there from from many different angles. So right, right, right. And the other one that has the other like resource that I would mention that does an annual conference, but also has a lot of online activity is the Down Syndrome Diagnosis Network. So they they kind of operate a bunch of different Facebook groups. So you can search for them like DSDN or Down Syndrome Diagnosis Network. And I think that was actually started by a mom who had gotten the diagnosis. And originally, I think it started for people who had kids, you know, similar situation where you had kids like ages three and under. Mm-hmm. But I, I think since then it's actually expanded to just like, you know, different groups depending on the age of your child. But the idea is, again, to kind of group you with other parents who have kids that are the similar age as your child. So like I'm in a Facebook group for parents of kids with Down syndrome who were born in 2015. Mm-hmm. So that's actually been really nice too. But then there's other subgroups. Like I'm also part of one for parents of kids with Down syndrome who have heart conditions. Mm-hmm. And I found that was another resource when I found out that Lulu was going to have surgery that I really just like I found a lot of strength and support in that group because it was just so reassuring to know that I was not the only one. Like you just never want to feel like you were the only one going through something, mm-hmm. you know, and it was like there were these other parents out there. Like I, I've seen so many parents ask, oh, my gosh, my daughter, or my son is about to have open heart surgery. What should I pack and what should I plan to do? Mm-hmm. So I would do research and kind of just see like, well, what are people saying? You know, and even stuff like that, like that's good information to know. But in my normal daily life, I would ha- I would not know anyone to ask that question to, mm-hmm. you know, because I don't physically know any other person. Like, I don't know any other person in person who's had a three-year-old go through open heart surgery, at yeah. least not recently. Right. So anyway, so stuff like that was just really, really helpful. So and- as you can imagine, there are no shortage of online communities, which is really cool to keep diving into and exploring. 
and then there's local physical communities you can join. And I just yep. kind of, you know, I think during all this process, you guys can probably tell by listening that this animates us, this gets us fired up. We, yeah. we love it. But we also, again, kind of going back to, you know, why are we doing this podcast? Well, one of the things we didn't really find as of yet, I'm sure they're out there, mm-hmm. but it wasn't easily to, easy to find a podcast on this topic yeah. and a podcast community. So anyway, so that's kind of, we're hoping to kind of like take that momentum that we've been, you know, we've been finding and, and mm-hmm. being a part of, and then maybe, you know, kind of branching out into an- yet another way of building community through through this forum so right yeah yeah i know i feel like it would be great if we ended up with just like a big community i mean it doesn't have to just be parents with kids with down syndrome but just just a community i mean i've even had people message me kind of like on instagram or on facebook and just say like oh like i just it's great that you guys are doing this podcast because it does give a little more insight into families who are actually raising kids with special needs you know and more and more people these days enjoy you know, getting content via that, that form. Anyway. Right. Right. So, um, did you want to talk about another really amazing part of the community that we have, <laughs> we have discovered? I don't know. Are we about to talk about Melissa? How did you know? An embarrasser. Yes. Hi, Melissa. <laughs> so Melissa is our attendant and she comes during the day. So Steve and I both still work full time. So she comes during the day and she watches Lulu for us at the house. But the reason that we call her an attendant is I feel like just because she does a lot more than just watch Lulu or play with her, like she attends all of Lulu's therapies with us and then she kind of implements them with like with Lulu throughout the week. So whatever the therapists are working on, Melissa goes and she sits in and then she'll basically take that back to the house and kind of try and implement what just yes. it, as, it, throughout the course of Lulu's normal day. She's continually pushing Lulu in yeah. the various ways areas that Lulu needs to focus for mm-hmm. milestones and development. Um, and I've heard other families talk about their attendance and, and, and just, yeah. just these these amazing people. And they're, yeah. again, they're out there. Again, we didn't know this. I've definitely heard that from multiple families that it's like your attendant becomes just a real, like a real part of your family. Yeah. I mean, I think honestly, any person who's doing childcare for you is going to become part of your family. Mm-hmm. But it's like when you are working with a child with special needs, it's like, you know, it's just, I feel like you're going so far above and beyond what someone else would have to do working with a typical child. You know, like Melissa has been carrying Lulu around for three years, like mm-hmm. even just little things like that. Like she's been feeding her for three years with a spoon, which you know, typically you don't have to do that for a three-year-old. It's like, you know, again, she's, it's not just that she's thinking, oh, what would be fun for Lulu to do today? But she's also thinking, well, how can I implement the things that Lulu needs to be working on? And it is, it's just, it's so far above and beyond. And so it's like, they really do get integrated so much into your family. And so, and like, so when we talk about community, it's like, I feel like we can't talk about that without talking about this like unofficial fifth member of our family that like knows our kids as well as we do and our kids know and trust her just as much as they know and trust us yeah yeah and then i i think also like you know going back to the idea of therapy and stuff like that i feel like our therapists and our doctors are so involved in our lives in a way that again they never really were with max like when we had max i generally kind of took him to the doctor once or twice a year you know you do your checkup and then Max gets a lot of ear infections, so I felt like in the spring when allergies hit, he'd have his annual ear infection. But otherwise, it was like you were not like at the doctor's that often. Mm-hmm. But with Lulu, I i mean, I literally send our doctor's office a Christmas card every year. Mm-hmm. And I say like, you know, to, you know, to our doctor and like to the staff and thank you so much for everything you do because like these are people that I feel like I know on a personal level. Mm-hmm. Like when I go into the doctor's office with Max, so I do not have Lulu the nurses, like literally one by one, will stand in the hallway and be like, hi, 
Mm-hmm. How are you? How is Lulu? Yeah. Like, she's not even there, but it's like, they know that I am Lulu's mom, mm-hmm. and they want to know, how is Lulu doing? Yeah, that happened to me, too. It's oh, my gosh. Yeah. It's just, and it's like, you know, again, it's like, you just feel like these people are part of your life. Yeah. These are not just random medical professionals that you see when you think that your kid might have strep throat. Mm-hmm. Like, these are people that are part of your life. Like, yeah. they're part of Lulu's life. And so I feel like we have been really lucky to, like, actually integrate them into, like, what we consider to be our community, you know? Max has said to me before, like, wait a second, why does Lulu get all the therapy? (laughs) And I'm like, I'm like, well, I'm like, you know, she needs it. But, like, on the days that he might be home when she has her therapy, like, he's funny because he loves to just jump in and he meets her therapist and Mm -hmm. he talks to them. Oh, my gosh, he invited one of Lulu's therapists to his flag football games last year. (laughs) He's like, do you want to come to my flag football game? And I was like, oh. You know, I was like, I think she might be busy that day, but I'm sure she appreciates the invitation. Yeah. But it's just like, I mean, this is how much a part of our lives these people are. That it's like, even Max, who's not even the one going through therapy, mm-hmm. feels comfortable just inviting them to all of his big events in his life. It's just funny. Yeah. Well, I, I will say that, like, I wonder how that's it has impacted him. Because we do take Max to therapy once a week for... Yeah, Max goes to occupational therapy for some of his sensory processing issues. And so, you know, you you kind of... He's obviously, he's much older, so kind Mm -hmm. of... Anyway, so that's an interesting thing to think about. Yeah. Just, just, now he gets he, he doesn't have a, he doesn't have any negative. He you know he's he's asked questions. You know, well, you know, why do I have therapy and things mm-hmm. like that? But he, it's a it's a positive thing for him. He yeah, definitely. It. Yeah, um, and he goes in confidence and and uh, anyway. So, um, but yeah, just sort of like being around therapy, I guess for him, you know, it's kind of like what it's kind of what some people do, and it's not not you know yep. strange or bizarre or viewed in some kind of negative connotation or anything like that. Right. Right. You know what I mean. Yeah. So, um, anyway, so we could go on and on and on about community, but yes. you know, that was, we just wanted to, you know, at this point, just kind of talk about those aspects. Those really do strike us as really important and, and exciting parts of our, of our, uh, experiences so far. Mm-hmm. You know, what's been fun doing, doing the podcast is we do get some, some fun feedback from, from various folks. And we thought it'd be yeah. a good idea and just in, in, interactive to kind of just call them out and just yeah, appreciate so this is, them. This is part of our quest to find out who was out there. Mm-hmm. So I'm just, I'm, I say that kind of jokingly, but kind of not. So I think like the last couple of podcasts, we've been asking people like, hey, listen, like, let us know, like, let us know what you think of the podcast. Let us know who you are. Let us know what you do while you're listening, etc. So we'd like to institute a new like shout out segment where we give people who are actually listening a big shout out. Yeah. I mean, I, I feel like I really have to start with Steve's cousins. <laughs> So Steve's cousin DB and his wife Hillary texted us after like several weeks ago. By the way, it's Doctor DB and yeah. Nurse Hillary, oh, like yeah. legitimately. Yes, yeah. yes, they are. I know. Well, so like they're medical pros, they are medical pros. So like I'm, I when I talk about medical things, I just I know they're listening, and I hope I don't screw anything up. So if I do, <laughs> I apologize. But um, they I thought it was funny that they texted us after we talked about thanksgiving for those who don't remember i may have told steve in the middle of the thanksgiving episode that no one cares about him talking about the apple cup oh my gosh <laughs> little did she know that there was a listener out there so there is one person who cares about the apple cup because db texted us after that just to be like hey i like the apple cup so you know what db for you for letting us know that you listen we will talk about the apple cup next year for you <laughs> just want you to know that and then my friend elizabeth who is in my class from college recently posted on facebook and was like hey 
what part like what podcasts are people into because i just listened to my very first one and it was sharon and steve's and now mm. i want to know what else i should be listening to so thank you for making us your very first podcast like i feel like that yeah, like just, i feel flattered that, there's nowhere to go but up from here for oh my you. gosh that you is just, so true you just keep looking and you're gonna be in some ways i almost away. feel like yeah like maybe you shouldn't listen to other <laughs> podcasts because like you have nothing to compare us against yeah. right now um and then our friend jill who goes to church with us caught us outside of church one day like as we're all shuffling our children you know who were maybe or maybe not angels during church Mm -hmm. like shuffling them into the car as quickly as possible she stuck her head out the window and she was like hey now you guys are the ones that i listen to during my runs on thursday so that's awesome so thank you jill and i'm glad that in some way i'm contributing to at least you being more healthy even if even if it's not having that impact on me just running faster i'm sure we help (laughs) you run faster right jill she's like get this over with (laughs) so anyway so for the rest of you We'd like to continue this little shout out segment. So please just let us know who you are. And where were they? Where, can you remind everybody like the different ways they can do that? Yes. Thank you. So there are a multitude of ways that you can get in touch with us. Number one is probably our website, which is www.specialstory. That's story with an E.com. Um, you can also find me on Instagram at special story. I actually changed the name recently to make it easier for people to find. If you were following me on Instagram before this, just know that it changed. I felt like that was easier. So now it's special story on Instagram. Mm -hmm. Um, So you can message us or leave comments um, or find us on the website, or you can always write a review on Apple Podcasts. But um, it does help us a lot if people rate and review and subscribe. Like subscribing is easy. So if nothing else, then that would be awesome. Actually, more specifically, it helps others find this. Yeah. Right. So it's, yeah. it's not. I mean, it, what what it doesn't really do anything for us specifically. Right. But right. it would it would actually benefit others. Yes. Exactly. So yes, if you can do that, please do. Also, if you know. want, if you want to list, so well, I guess if you're listening to us, you've already figured it out. But you can also some people struggle with you know listening to it via podcast. So you could actually couldn't you just go to our website and listen to it there? Yes. So that might be an easier way for people to yeah. enjoy this wonderful dialogue. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so you can't get enough of this. Okay. All right. Well, I think that's it for tonight. And we will talk to you again next week when Christmas will we'll probably be in like panic mode of trying to do our last minute Christmas shopping. <laughs> so we'll let you know how that all goes. All right. Talk to you later.